seventh wall. Right. And we are recording. And I am checking out the YouTubes right now. This will be an interesting show tonight. Hey, we had oh, f- four, I see it. four of our episodes were banned. That's awesome. I blame Mark totally. <laughs> what? Such a <laughs> potty mouth. Yeah. What? They weren't banned for that. Yeah. There we go. I'm switching to uh, night mode. Night mode. But they changed it for YouTube for gamers. Because it's always dark and everybody's pale, so they don't want a bright light shining in their face. Right. It's, <laughs> it's color calibrated to match your Mountain Dew bottle. <laughs> oh, okay. So. <laughs> So this hey kids. <laughs> 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 How about some pork products? Some pork products. A really bad crusty the crown impression. I think that that's way worse than my um hold, Doc Brown hold impression. Hold on. Hold on guys. Yeah. What do you got? What? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's trouble in paradise. They talking about? I don't know. Andy Ballman just joined the chat. Man, I need to send him my Tempest goodies. Good. Well, it's seven fifteen. We should get this show on the road. I, I think so. I think that'd be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys, this is going to be a great show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Know. One minute behind, ladies. Do you want right. to spin up all the. Garbage? Oh, sure. Everybody, hold tight. Here we go. This is the last episode of the show for the season. From KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's Arcade Radio. Hello, Commander. Computer reporting. Episode 24 and the season finale of Arcade Radio. Today is September 28th, 2017, and the time is now approximately 7.15pm Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere for one last episode of this season. This is your host, 
Adam Stevens. And once again, I'm joined by the legendary Dan Reed. And Mark ain't got no time running for that shields. And the final guest of the Arcade Radio Podcast for Season 1 is absolutely no one. (laughs) (laughs) Too much time on your hands. (laughs) Too much time on your hands. I, I was gonna we, join in, but I think we do that every time. Yeah, you could you could do the high parts, Mark. I could do the low parts. Too much time on my hands. hands. Yeah, I'm the high pitch guy. If we were to ever join a <laughs> Bee Gees, you know, tribute band, oh, Bee Gees, I could be. Well, I, I couldn't be any of them. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Dave from Buffalo says I am here in a casino playing Texas Hold'em tourney right now. Don't lose, Dave. And he says, the intro music is getting me pumped. Next hand, I'm all in. (laughs) He's going to bet the full 20. (laughs) He just says, Kate, I folded. I just won myself $8. Dave usually does go to Grinker, so maybe we'll get to see him and hang (laughs) out. That'd be be awesome. awesome. Ooh. Is Dave going to be there? Speak up, Dave. He's been been there the last (laughs) two times I've been. I'd like that. (laughs) I'd like that, too. I like it a lot. I uh, was thinking about you the other day, Marcus. I was um, setting up my home streaming for all my movies, and <laughs> I just randomly picked one, and it was Napoleon Dynamite. Ah, oh, yes. I couldn't Napo- stop watching it. Napoleon, give me some of your tots. No. God. Does anyone really ever know that? He doesn't say God. He never takes the Lord's name in vain. He does not. That, that movie is very G-rated. It's, it's yep. incredible. Yep. He only says, gosh, an idiot. Gosh, I uh, I hadn't noticed this before, and I actually had seen the movie in the theater, and I'd also seen it I don't know eight hundred times, but I had no idea who the girl on the bike was at the end of the movie. Oh yeah, isn't that like his ex or something? Yeah, I had to look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> it's Tammy. Oh, you know the girl, um, the girl, uh, the girl, uh, what's her name? The 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 main character girl who's the photographer, Tina. Tina Margarino, that's not Tina. Who, by the way, never talks to me every time I go to an event with my van. Hmm. <clears throat> so she was a, the little girl in Waterworld. Yeah, I found that out too when I was looking up the Uncle Rico ending. Huh. I, I, I found that out when that. I watched Waterworld last week. And and Uncle Rico is God dang it, John Grease. Yeah. Are you going to say something about him being in? My uh, true genius, or what's the name of it? Yes, real genius. He real was genius. Laszlo. He yeah. was Laszlo. That's right. Yeah, of course. I had no idea. We, so many people it. are surprised to learn that. Pretty uh, sure we know. mentioned that before. We have. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh yeah, I don't think so. Go back to like so. episode no four. No, yeah, we both agree. Yeah, yeah. mentioned. I think I would have remembered that because I uh, I love real genius. Okay. Hey, is Kelsey in the chat tonight? <laughs> Casey is not in the chat. So that son oh. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so there's no guests tonight. We have no guests. That means that we're going to probably end up interviewing each other. And we have no class. Well, speak for yourself. Yeah. It's okay. Mark and I will stand in, in class. I'm, I'm excited to do whatever we're doing. So me too. Yeah. It's weird not having a guest. It's also a lot less painful in I'm many ways. To finally come together as a group at Grinkers. Yeah. 
So, um, what are we working on, guys? Mark? Well, I pulled my Hellifier out. I cleaned it, and I rotated the monitor. It, Go it's, on. An all original, it's an all-original cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The harness hasn't been too hacked up. Mm. And I had got a, I'd purchased the control panel for 500 bucks off eBay. And a PCB for two hundred bucks. Go on. The game is two hundred bucks. I sold all the Popeye BS that was on it. Yes, yes. Go on. <laughs> Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't. Anyway, know, but... I, I I had to I had to create some harnesses today. So for like three or four hours, uh, while my job was preparing to release all the code we've written, uh, I created it, and the game fired up, and it works. So it's pretty cool. I don't have a way to play it. I need to. <laughs> Sorry. Mike Martin in the chat just said, Kelsey is not in here. <laughs> no. No Kelsey. <laughs> we got everybody calling him Kelsey. <laughs> I call him Kelsey on Twitter. Which is going to, like, everybody's, like, talking about it now. He's not even in the chat to defend himself. <laughs> okay, guys. Back to me. Yeah, so, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Hellifier is working. I also have... A Namco 20th reunion that I got that was uh, just you know messed up by it was under two and a half feet of water. Oh, and I'm, work, I'm working on that outside. It's just a lot of sanding, a lot of wood hardening. See, it's on. interesting on, that you mentioned that because Hurricane Harvey has me extremely skeptical of buying video games right now. But you're you're in the middle of the Midwest. Yeah, I'm talking, you know, when, says you, need the guy part, that, when you need a part, you could be yeah. getting it from Texas. Says the guy that like comes across all these stupid deals. Not what? looking, not I do looking. Not. Oh yeah. Let's just talk oh. about a few of them. Like Black no, Widow. I don't have Let's any deals. About that Tron Cabaret you got. What do you mean? I sold that to Fetish Boy. Where'd you get it from? <laughs> uh, Rusty Quarters. Oh God. Uh, yeah, I did. Wasn't that funny? Anybody that uh, anybody that's listening to this show that doesn't know the history of Rusty Quarters, Google it. It's (laughs) worth your time. (laughs) Or if you don't have a Clav account, get one and read the fun. I have a I have this theory that that guy who ran Rusty Quarters, uh, Sage. Yeah, do you does he listen to the show? No. I mean, are you friends? No. I mean, we could be friends, but we're not. He was kind of weird. He had a lot of weird things about kids. Like he didn't want them in the, he made up laws that didn't exist. I looked them up and they weren't there. And then he got mad at me and (laughs) yeah, like, really? Yeah. He also kicked my friend Kurt out for using a pencil on his, um, track and field. Like a little, wow. Like he was going to ruin the button. Really? Yeah. He was like, you got to stop that or I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Hmm. So I went to his house and I was, uh, Asked to take your pants off? What? Whoa! <laughs> red light! Red light! I I don't want to. Let's go back to Hellifier because I'm interested in this. This is kind of a rarity that uh, I'm not sure anybody has really played No, I at all. At all. I mean, even I, the main version, what's the deal with that? Like, well, Even no, the main version doesn't have the audio. It. It's so strange. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, my obviously my monitor is going to need a cap kit. It's like an earlier vision version of the Sanyo Twenty EZ. I think it's called the DZL. Or yeah, the, like, the Hellifier story is good. That's on an earlier episode too. Little DZ, little DZ. And but today, I mean, you know, I finally went in, rotated it. They didn't really have to do too much to rotate it, so that they could play Popeye on it. <laughs> 
I'm I'm really happy that that Popeye bootleg also had the reverse <sighs> video. So that was fun. I didn't have to do anything bizarre. So yeah, we're gonna have, okay. So anyway, that's cool. Um, yeah. Is, is that what what about you? What are you guys doing? Uh, well, I I have my 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 last couple weeks have been kind of boring for me. So, uh, uh-huh. last weekend I finished organizing about eighteen hundred forty fives, um, seven inch Ugh. singles. Uh, so now I can swap music out of my jukebox whenever I want to, and <clears throat> as long as I keep it in order. There's twelve boxes, twelve long boxes of of forty fives, pretty much full. God, I wish I had that kind of time you have. Oh, now, I got Christine to help me. I spent. Did two you organize them by color or by manufacturer? Alphabetically or? by artist, alphabetically yeah. by song. I mean, come on, be clear here. <laughs> Alph- Detail alphabetically by artist, and then I have a soundtrack section, a novelty section, um, and then uh, yeah, that's it. So, I'm texting my wife. Can you bring me a strong beer? Adam is getting super exciting now. (laughs) (laughs) How's Dave doing? Is he up or what? Come on, Dave, report back. What are you talking about? So, Dave uh, Buffalo. That's that's all I've been working on. Oh, and I'm pulling the metals off mousetrap to be powder coated. Oh, I did that. That was awesome. I still haven't put it back together yet. Well, maybe you can send me your parts and I'll put them on mine. And then I'll just it was hard because I had to buy, uh, actually Kelsey provided some of the similar parts that <laughs> oh I, oh my God, using. you bought something from Kelsey. I did. He was really, he actually, he went to prison, some you know. things. What? <laughs> yes. I owe Kelsey a lot. He's, a, so. he's a prisoner. <laughs> I'm going to text him right now. <laughs> I owe him. I should, I should buy him a beer and sandwich. Well, I told him he could call. I don't know why he doesn't call in. I think he's afraid. Can people call in while the show is going? No, they sure leave they voicemails. can. Yeah, they leave voicemails. We could send him a link. We'll never get him off. Had, <laughs> what did he do? He had something kind of impressive. What I saw it on Twitter. I, I was kind of surprised that I was impressed. I just anyway. sent him a message. Oh, pe- he's got uh, like a, he's sitting in his home theater. He's got a really nice home theater set up from the looks of it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good job, Kelsey. It's going to be a running gag for now. Rand- Randall Gelking says he's going to chat and drive if that's okay with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead. Oh, my gosh. We have the best chatters. They're so chatty. So, uh, Dan, the man, what you've been working on? Listen, guys, there isn't really enough time to discuss all the cool things that have been going on with me lately. So we'll, okay, we'll just... try to cover some things, but you're just going to have to interrupt. So we'll start but, with today. But... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I picked up a popcorn machine today. Okay. Like automatic so, to no, put in your like, arcade. Um, yeah. So we have a uh, like a home theater giant projection screen on one side of the arcade. And uh, we had like this, you've seen it, Adam. You remember where my little Donkey Kong cabaret used to be? <laughs> theatercade. Yeah. So it's a theatercade. And then I turned that other back room into, you know, that's where I am right now. That's where uh, I have, I've got a bunch of games in there and my little studio here and all that. But uh, so we went and picked up this, uh, well, my wife found it. She wanted it really bad. So she finds this 
garage sale. And at the back of the garage sale, there's this gold medal 1989 popcorn machine. Okay. And it's really, really super nice. And for anybody that doesn't know and hasn't done the research, if you just buy some crap ass popcorn machine, it's going to rust on you like in months. So you can't buy these new garbage ones that are out. You have to literally buy a really expensive one because they have stainless steel on the top and the bottom and you know, there are no plastic parts in it, stuff like that, whatever. So we end up finding this really nice deal on a popcorn machine and a cart. So my wife texts this lady and she texts me at work and she's like, we got to go get this popcorn machine tonight. I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. I, you know, okay. So we end up driving up to Anoka. And if you guys don't know where that is, I live about an hour away from Anoka. So I'm not yeah. real pleased about it. Uh, I call it Anoka. Anoka. Yeah. Sure. Are you going to Anoka? Well, you got a casserole. <laughs> so we get up there and start talking to this guy and he's kind of an older guy and you can tell he's a car guy. He's got a Corvette back end hung in his garage and he's got, um, uh, God, I don't know. He had like a sleigh, like a full size sleigh that he'd found that was from the 1800s. He was restoring. And as I'm loading this thing up, he's like, you know, I'm surprised that, you know, he said we had a lot of people interested in this, but, uh, what are you going to do with it? And I said, I'm going to put it in my arcade. He's like, Oh, I got a couple arcade machines in the basement. You want to take a look at them? Oh man. So I'm like, what are you doing with them? He goes, they've been sitting there for 20 years. I bought them brand new. I haven't touched them. I don't know. I go, what are, what are they? He goes, let's go take a look. So he's heads down there. He's got like a $5,000 Wurlitzer bubbling jukebox thing. And I don't know anything about jukeboxes. So everyone out there that's pulling their hair out right now, sorry, I don't know anything about them. They bubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got a Donkey Kong Jr. tabletop that has never even had a quarter in it. It looks like it just rolled off the factory floor. Like the, the legs mean- were chrome and shiny. And oh. and he's got a Phoenix tabletop. Cocktail. And he's got a Pac-Man. And he's like, yeah, I don't really know what I want to do with these things. I'm like, well, you know, you could sell them. He's like, yeah, maybe I will. So, but I didn't have any room for it. So I gave him my number and I might go back there and snake a couple of those. I don't know. Cool. Particularly the Pac-Man. I'm, I'm surprised that that's the one game that I've owned that I sort of wish I had back. Is that a upright Pac-Man? Yeah, upright. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. I know I do. I do miss mine, but I like the fact that I can go visit Adam and play it. Yeah. Which one? Yeah. What can, oh, yeah. Mine. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a fan of the Pac-Man game. It's fun. Yeah. I you know, I have three. I never thought I would have three Pac-Man games. So, yeah. So, kind so of then sad. I had uh, Chris Rhodes out because I had my journey put together and the monitor was just borked. Like I, uh, oh, the bork, green bork, was cranked bork. and Borky, the vertical bork. shift was off and the horizontal hold was rolling and that's, it's hard to do by yourself. So called him up. He came over and we hung out for a day and drank beer and rejuved my monitor and kind of ended up putting journey back together so sweet yeah so it's all together and it looks amaze amaze balls amaze balls so i'm pretty happy with myself about that i love amaze balls they taste so good uh, and then i started pulling out the parts for my cloak and dagger so that's my next little put it back together thing that i'm doing oh maze balls are not corn balls i'm told hmm. No, are they? Is a maze involved in your amaze ball? <laughs> I don't 
Okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) And then I've been looking for months or maybe even longer, maybe like a year. I restored this crawl, but yeah, it was originally a crawl. Oh, I got a crawl soundtrack last week. I saw that. I think you texted me a picture of it as a matter (laughs) of fact. Yes, I did. So anyway, I spent a lot of time restoring the stupid crawl, but as it turns out, they, and by they, I mean Gottlieb arcade machines, have some really ridiculously proprietary black shroud that goes over the monitor, and not just anything will do. So I've been on the hunt for one of these things for a long time. Someone posted on Clov that they were parting out a Qbert machine. So I pinged him right away, and he's like, oh, yeah. You can have it. So now I have that coming and the glass, which is pretty sweet. Nice. I liked your story. Thanks. <laughs> Gosh. Are they shipping USPS or UPS? Oh, my God. Wow. I could go on, boys. I have more. I bet you could, but let's... Uh, over to you, Dan Reed, with uh, this week's uh, and this season's final news segment. It's the Arcade News with Dan Reed! <laughs> Just... <laughs> Is he still there? <laughs> That's really funny is that like my watch just vibrated and told me it's time to leave for arcade radio <laughs> to get there on time. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Ooh, that's funny. Oh, that's because I think uh, we're just going to make it about. I'll tell you what. I'll do the first radio. one. <laughs> you want to do the first one? Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm not really a big fan of Rocket yeah. League, so no, let's just skip not just Rocket about you, League. Dan. Is it so uh, via Steam? Rocket League is uh, going to release. I don't like this. Yeah, obviously. Who else is in the Steam room? It's tell the me. Negative news with Dan Reed. That thing is horrid. It's yeah. horrid. I can't imagine people are using it, but that thing is horrid. <laughs> do you have to? <laughs> Such a I want to hear you do that in the elevator, Dan. Nothing <laughs> is horrid. I'll do it at Grinkers. <laughs> yes. So via Steam, Rocket League is to, is releasing its fall update tomorrow. Rocket League's autumn update add bra- adds brand new arenas, gameplay tweaks, and a massive volume of free items. A new seasonal arena called Farmstead will be introduced where matches occur in a field surrounded by crops and farmland. <laughs> There are 90-plus items players can equip their vehicles with. Items range from pinwheels to tiny little bunnies riding on top of your car and a new Taco Boost special effect, which I can't wait for. And uh, Rocket League is also introducing new banners which surround your name after a goal to make your enemies even more angry as you replay your score. And the most awaited feature, I think, for uh, me and my family is that we're going to be able to play this uh, land play on PC they're supporting now, so you'll be able to play a local game instead of having to log on to their servers. So that should be a this lot of fun. Non arcade news with Adam. I did not know this game existed. It is vehicular soccer. Nobody does that. Come on. Yep, I'd agree. Stupid. Yeah, check how many downloads, dude. I know, but 
the last time I was driving and a soccer ball came in the middle of the road, I ran over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would have lost the game. It's, and it's not just vehicular soccer. It's uh, hoops. You're going to play a little basketball. With your car? And, yep, and hockey with your car. Yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. Dave for Buffalo, this one's for you, buddy. The next Pac-Man game is skipping the arcade and heading straight to where? The casino! Yes! What is this actually pissed me off. While companies like Nintendo and Atari have found more living room friendly ways to cash in on millennial nostalgia, millennial slot machine manufacturer Gambit <laughs> Gambling is wait hoping... a second. Can we they just... don't have nostalgia yet. Yeah, can oh. we just pause for a second? First of all, no. And how do they have nostalgia for a casino? Most of them are just about. <laughs> or like, just you can't even anybody. get there. They're all thirty. Come on. <laughs> it's like I remember back in. Do you remember tw- eleven years ago when I went to the casino? Yeah. <laughs> Remember before iPhone uh, one? Episode. <laughs> yeah. iPhone one. Mail. Slot machine manufacturer Gambit Gambling is hoping to use fond video game memories from the millennials. Oh, they've been doing this for ages. <laughs> they as they, a way to attract younger folks. There is like a Superman themed slot machine now. I mean. They do. I, oh, I've seen that. It's yeah. been out for like three or four years, actually. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of games like that where they're yeah. trying, you know, they're they're want us to sit down and play them. I do it. I love the Wonder Woman one. Oh yeah, it plays the classic Wonder Woman stuff. Oh, I saw that at Mr. Blake. Oh, by the way, we got in trouble. Four of our episodes are currently unavailable on YouTube. By the way, whatever. We'll fix that. Yeah, we're fixing it. It's exciting. Wait, how's that related to Wonder Woman? Because oh, uh, I was going to well, play the theme, but then I thought maybe we'd get, you know, the same se- Don't worry about it. Five seconds. Go. Here. Uh, oh, you want me Here, to? I'll do it. Dun, 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 Wonder Woman! That's there we go. pretty good. That That's was really the good. idea behind Pac Man Battle Casino. Roll That's up. right. Pac Man Battle Casino, an upcoming gambling machine, both developed and manufactured by Gambit through a partnership, which huh. means pay us a lot of money. Yeah. With uh, Namco. The game itself is loosely based on the arcade game Pac-Man. Loosely based. And when I say loosely, I mean loosely. It pretty much just has Pac-Man somewhere in the title. Yeah. And we'll pit two to four what better players against one another to win the pot. You're going to win pot? Is this game going to be used in Denver? Colorado? I was just there. What does that mean? Does that mean you go to this and then if you play Pac-Man and you're the you win champion, pot. You, you win the pot? You win I don't it. understand how you can gamble with... I guess you, they have to buy and in. smoking the reefer. This is something for season two to get in a little bit more deeper. The schnozberries taste like schnozberries. That's one what? of my favorite movies. Who ever heard of a schnozberry? <laughs> What's the last news item? That uh, arcade radio staff is locked and loaded for the tourney. The yeah. arcade radio team is proud of their yeah. first season of episodes. We're locked and loaded for the upcoming Grinkfest that will be held at Grinker's Grand Palace in Eagle, Idaho. Utaho. What? Yeah, Utaho. <laughs> the weekend of Friday the 13th. Oh, snap. Anyway, we're going to record an episode there and it will air at the end of October, which will kick off the second season of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Now, somebody. In the meantime, though, I just want to encourage yeah. all of our listeners 
to come out there and meet us. I will shake your baby and sign your hand. <laughs> well, you know, Andrew um, did ask about the season thing. What are we? What is he? What are we doing with that? And I just I had to respond to him. The season idea is just to separate content and to give us time to refresh. Uh, so we'll be taking a few weeks off after this episode, and I'll catch up with editing, uh, get things loaded on iTunes, so we can hit season two running at the end of October with some new ideas and new guests. Tonight, though, we're going to recap recap the year for a bit. What? Recap? We're going to recap. That's about right for our show. Yeah, tonight we're going to recap a little bit, uh, talk about what we liked, and <laughs> and interview each other. Um, yeah, it will be like every episode, and like no episode you've heard before. Dun, dun, dun. And, that's, dun, 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 dun. and that is the negative news with Dan Reed. That thing is horrid. It's yeah. horrid. Bitches. I can't imagine people are using it, but whatever. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back to the, to cave, the cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Hey! Arcade Radio, our Wayback Machine is set to September 28th, which is today, 1982. Is it really September 28th today? Is that true? Yep. That is a fact. Two more days left. I've lost all track of time because, you know, I did Hurricane Harvey here in Texas, and then I went to Florida and did Hurricane Irma. Luckily, there were no hurricanes when I was in Colorado. You look like you're having fun out there in Disney. I did, and they, you know, I gave them like a little sad story about how we didn't get to really use up all the days, and they gave me another day. They gave me another like free pass. Nice. Those guys are awesome. Um, hey, let's talk about the arcade technology news on September twenty eighth, nineteen eighty two. This is awesome. I didn't realize this. Namco released Pole Position in 1982, one of the first games with stereophonic and quadraphonic sound. I'm assuming the quadraphonic sound is in the cockpit. Hmm, I didn't features, know that. Features a pseudo, yeah, it, it, pseudo 3D third person rear view perspective, and it became the most popular racing time of its time, racing game of its time, rather. Yeah, the the cockpit, uh, there's speakers behind you and in front of you. And they're definitely stereo on both sides. It's a trip, actually. What does uh, quadraphonic mean? Does that mean it just has some sort of delay four. between the front and the back? No, it just means four four distinct channels. They actually used to have quadraphonic really? eight track. I mean, four track tapes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember seeing quadraphonic. I just didn't really necessarily. So it was pretty much surround sound before surround sound. Correct. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. And then surround Pole position sound has quadraphonic sound. I did not know that. <clears throat> it was quadraphonic. Then there was surround sound. Then uh, Dolby surround sound. And then uh, there was like AC3, which became Dolby Digital. And then DTS. And now you have like, you know, all that stuff. I'm awake again. Hey, hey, the box office. <laughs> <laughs> September 28, 1982. <laughs> Uh, the Amityville 2, The Possession, you know, the classic that we all watch on an annual basis. It bumped E.T., the extraterrestrial, for just one week. And I remember all my friends in high school, I guess at the time, junior high, they were like talking about how badass Amityville 2 was compared to the first one. And there was like a thing in the basement. And I don't remember anything else, but <laughs> I didn't I didn't get to watch it. My parents were like, you're not going to get to watch that. 
You know the biggest disappointment about Amityville boys? Mm. When the guy was laying on his deathbed, he admitted it was all a fake. Oh, oh man. man, don't tell me that. Oh yeah. Oh, man. Fake. On his deathbed. I did not know that. You've destroyed my childhood, Dan Reed. I think I'll be all right. What what was on TV that day? Uh, well, this is funny. We've never had, it's never been the, the, I guess back then it was a Tuesday night. Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, and Three's Company were on ABC. Oh. And that was probably the best stuff that was Come on. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. Rip. John have we? Ritter. And oh, John Ritter. If, if he could have only. He would have been awesome today. He could have had <laughs> another have role in the new It. <laughs> could have been the, he could have been the clown. Ugh. He didn't even need makeup. Tim Curry was pretty young when he did that, though. So Was he? I, th- I don't know. Yeah, he was really young. Comparatively young. Hey, not much else was actually good on the other channels. Have you ever heard of Bring Him Back Alive? That was on CBS. I have no idea what that means. No. I don't think I've ever heard of that. It was on, like, it was Bring Them Back Alive Night at CBS. And <laughs> I'm like, wow, that one did not stick. Weird. 1980, that wasn't the Iran Contra thing, was it? 82. I, I think... love Contra. That's an awesome game. No. You know, God. who was Oliver North's secretary? Because she was hot. Um, That's a good bit of trivia. Oliver North's secretary? Yeah, the redheaded girl. She, I had a big, huge crush on her. I actually have met Oliver North. He spoke at my college. <laughs> I met him too. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I sure did. I was at a church oh. camp, though. Uh, it's funny because I went to a Baptist college. He must have done a lot of that stuff. <laughs> it was in Manitou Springs, California, uh, uh, Colorado, in 1990, and that's when I met him. I have a picture of him with me. <laughs> I have a sig- I have his autograph. All right, we got to like. Push, put this up online somewhere. We'll do that. <laughs> I posted the autograph like a year ago on Facebook. God, <laughs> that's funny. What do they say? Of all chat? the people you could meet, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, there's a bunch of stuff. The shout out was for playing video poker. That's what David from Buffalo is saying. Yeah, video he poker. Says it's pretty good. Uh, he says the seat that he just sat in was so warm, the dude. Must have been here for out. Oh, Randall Gelking knows it. Fawn Hall. That's right. Fawn Hall. Oh, God. Way to Google while driving, Randy. That's amazing. (laughs) I know. Googling and driving is very difficult. Uh, (laughs) So on the last network, NBC, they were only playing Father Murphy. Wait, wasn't Father Murphy the guy from Happy Days? That that doesn't seem right. Wait, Father Murphy. No, no, no. That was some guy with a beard. Never mind. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, last last section for my way back, September 28, nineteen eighty two. Let's let's talk about the top ten songs. I have to expand it since there's no real guest, and we're gonna have to fill this thing up with some something. And and uh, I'm telling Adam, you can only play like fifteen seconds or ten seconds of these guys. <laughs> play it really really quiet. We okay, have to talk. I'm gonna over turn it. it down. I'm gonna turn it down just a little bit. Okay, ready? Okay, number ten. Love is in control. Finger on the Trigger by Donna Summer. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> that's not even 10 seconds, buddy. I don't even recognize this song. Oh, I know that song. 
Do you really? Yeah, I do. There. But I'm, I'm, uh, I have this. I don't know if you guys know this about me. <laughs> I, you can pretty much play any song, and all I really need is like a millisecond of it, and I can tell you what it is, what album it came off of, that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm like the trivia guru with that kind of stuff. Only with music, though. Only with music. Only with music. So I couldn't show you like one of the first seventy-nine episodes of the original Star Trek series. (laughs) No, I do know this girl that can do that. Her name is Beth Death. I could take both of those. I'll take both those Pepsi challenges. I'll I'll challenge. I'll tell you what. At Greenfest, I will challenge Dan to um, Mark. You come up with a list of uh, songs. We'll play. uh, I don't know. Let's say three or four seconds, and we'll buzz in. And, um, I'll do it. And, I'll put them uh, on cassette tape and walk around with a Walkman the whole time. And then uh, whoever gets, uh, let's let's do ten songs. Who best of ten? Whoever does it is is uh, is the best. Can I, can I pick any year? How how are you brushed up on your nineteen twenty two hits? Uh, it has to be. I'll no. I'll go nineteen seventy to nineteen ninety two. Let's just do eighty two. We'll do we'll pick sometime earlier in the year or something. All right, sounds good. All right, so now's your now's your time to start studying. Okay. <laughs> number number nine was "Hurt So Good" by John Cougar. You know this song yeah. like in the first few bars. Of course. Da 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 Yeah. Woo! <laughs> I'm a fan of uh, number eight, by the way, boys. Well, it's a good thing I dug it up because I didn't even own it. Oh, that's good. Let's really? go right to yeah. it. Dang. I, I, I love it. Somebody's Baby by Jackson Brown. Reminds me of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, I know. It, it was actually from the movie, I think, The Last American Virgin. Really? I mean, unless it was Fast Times at Ridgemont High that I'm remembering. Yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee was getting nailed to this song in the dugout. Oh, uh, you're right. That's what it is. I think I'm thinking of making it. <laughs> Who could it be now by Men at Work was number seven. Love it. Yeah, one of my all-time favorite albums. Beginning to end, the whole album just rules. <laughs> <laughs> Who can it be knocking at my door? Okay, number six, Eye in the Sky by the Alan Parsons Project. Why did he go make his own project? Come <laughs> <laughs> Alan. And why did he leave us with this turd of a song? I love the song. You like turds. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. I like that. It's a good song. Next. Now, I- I don't know if we remember this. You should hear how she talks about you by you Melissa. You should Manka. hear how she talks about you. Apparently, this is just a bunch of synth. There we go. Is Melissa like crossed wow. over? Yep. Whoa, whoa. Oh, man. That's awesome. Oh, that's good, Dan. You gave me a whoa, whoa. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> ah, crap. I don't even know what Take that is. Pack. I'm too old. Eye of the Tiger by Survivor was number four. 
Scotty Brothers? What is this? That's the That's label. The label. Oh, dang, really? Don't you remember yep. Scotty Brothers? They had the of two uh, lion heads? No. Yeah. We've had this song on too. We have an overlap in our in our music yeah, for the first we time. We have done that. You know, it's uh, you know, they're making another you know, another Rocky movie. What the heck are they calling them now? Oh, come on, Rocky Balboa. Are they really? Yeah, they just made another one, but it's um Oh no. Rocky yeah, but they ba- changed the name of it. It's it's uh, Apollo Oh, Creed. Creed was they the They made that. That's already out on DVD. Yeah, but they're going to make Creed 2. Oh god. And Creed 2 is going to involve uh, go. Dolph Lundgren. What? Is he going to come yeah. back and play Drogo? I hope so. That or maybe be, he's going to train cool. somebody else and then, you know. I'm going to come back for a rematch, Rocky Balboa. You're going to have big trouble I on hands. I will thrash you. I'm going to have my trainee against your trainee, Rocky Balboa. I must break you. It's going to be awesome, dude. I'll I must break, break you. you. That's it. <laughs> this is Dan's hey, favorite three, song. This is a sappy one. I'm hard. Oh. It's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> I'm hard to say I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm hard. It's so hard. <laughs> 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 No, hard to say. I'm sorry by Chicago. Terrible. <laughs> I can barely hear it. I, I'm of the uh, unpopular opinion that Chicago is a giant turd of a band. <laughs> I learned how to play so many Chicago songs on piano, and I got so many girls because of it. I just cannot. Yeah, you played "Wishing You Were Here." That's what you were playing. No, is "Wishing You Here" is, that's not a Chicago song, is it? Yes, it is. Don't don't doubt me, brother. What's that Peter Cetera <laughs> clown? Up. Hey, Peter Cetera is still touring. Mm-hmm. So is Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I would that would be a great double double feature. Double features. Yes, I like double features. Little Diddy. Yeah, number number two. two, Jack and Diane by John Cougar. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's all I'm playing. Yeah, that's. <laughs> The bass guitar player, I'm sure that was like his favorite part. <laughs> Number one, Abracadabra by the Steve Miller Band. Yeah. Well, that, I wonder how long that was at number one. Sounds... A couple, couple weeks, maybe. I was thinking about you guys today, by the way, when it comes to top ten songs, by the way. Really? Yeah. So, you guys, uh, can I just say something about this song real quick? No, I'm, I'm in the middle of something. I think here. it's can really you, important. Can you just go, go out in your doghouse? Come on. I don't. I don't have a doghouse. <laughs> I'm never in the doghouse. <laughs> what are you gonna say? Oh, yeah, go. Uh, Abracadabra is one of my earliest memories in an arcade. Showbiz pizza. Um, that oh, s- nice. played this song on a, a jukebox. It was not unlike the one I have today. So, so as I was driving into my long hour and a half commute to work and back today, I was listening to one of those uh, talk shows and it turns out ELO ELO has never had a number one hit either. They've had the most top 10 hits. I think they had 40 top 10 hits or something like that, but they've never had a number one hit. And I thought immediately of our conversation about journey. Yeah. That's ELO and journey have both been slighted. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so speaking of uh, Springsteen has never had a number one single in a who movie. Bruce Springsteen well that's yeah that makes sense yeah. he's a turkey <laughs> hey so Gary Newman actually just put out an album and he was 
back in the Brit the UK top ten. He was the number two single. Uh, well, number two album that came out. He has not been in the top ten since the eighties. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna call you out on this, Mark. You gotta quit retweeting that guy. He he's he scares me. You love it. He dressing up like Mad Max and dude he's been doing this forever uh, every time i see one of your tweets i just shake my head i'm like dude do not encourage him dude that's funny now Don't i'm encourage like, him now i have to like engage am i gonna like affect dan somehow? <laughs> remember dan lives in <laughs> white bread america he's in carver i don't want him to be upset <laughs> he's he's worried what the neighbors think of his truck i don't even know what he drives what he drives a Ford. Well, I mean, you know, we always drove Uncle Rico's van. I, I drive an F-150. Do you? Yeah, I got myself a Ford F-150. Oh, do you really? I, I've never seen that. Uh, <laughs> you have to send me a picture. I have a Ford Edge. I have a Toyota Prius with a trailer on it. What's my wife have? She has an Escape. 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 She <sighs> likes it. So, uh, sh- should we check the voicemail? Oh, yeah, no, that's please. that's the end of the <laughs> that's the end of my segment. Go for it. All right, that's good. Try that again. I don't hear anything. I don't hear anything either. Hey, arcade radio duders. <laughs> duders. Uh, have I called you that yet? I don't. I don't think I have. I, I just figured it's a uh, radio, not ratio. I, I think this is Kelsey. I've been saying the wrong way the whole time. Why didn't you say something? Uh, <laughs> hey, if you have any prizes or something for me figuring that out, feel free to send them my way. Uh, I just, I just like to dedicate. I'm be serious here for a minute. My phone call tonight to my homie Hugh Hefner. We used to hang out back in the day. Only you'd never notice I was there because you know there's always blondes nearby and my hair is so white and I was just fading in the background and I had a beard and people don't like. Women with beers, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, rest <laughs> in peace, Happy. I'll pour out some liquid refreshment in your honor after I hang up. Uh, so I, I guess my question for the arcade duders tonight Dude. is which one's better? Is it uh, Valley's 1978 Playboy Plim- Pinball or the 35th Anniversary Playboy Pinball released by Data East in 1989? Feel free to discuss and pretend like you don't know what Playboy is. That's fine. Everybody <laughs> lies sometimes. That's good. It doesn't matter. Uh, you, you guys take care. It's a great season. Zarza deck out. <laughs> oh, wow. I like Bob. I'm going to miss him for the three weeks we're not on the air. <sighs> Bob. We're actually going to be out for almost a whole month. But anyway, what's your opinion? 1978 Playboy or 89? I mean, the 89, it's got more action on it. Oh, well, I like Same. the 78 back glass quite a bit. I mean, mm. it is I know they have like little inserts that you can get that are more naked. Oh, you said insert. Go on. Yes. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Go on, Mark. What? Inserts and rubbers where there are rubbers on the game. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So maybe we should interview each other. What do you think about that? Yeah. Oh. Y'all, y'all. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test.
that sounds so quadraphonic. <laughs> Did it? Because I didn't. All right. So we have a list of five questions. It's a five question night, but we're going to probably bounce all over the place and I want some interaction in the chat as well. So I'm going to start um, a little bit here with Mark and Dan. Um, let's start with Dan. How did you get into the hobby of um, arcade collecting? That's a really good question. Um, my boss at the time um, just happened to bring it up to me one day that he had a Donkey Kong machine in his basement. And uh, I I remember being sort of blown away by it. Like, what? You can buy an arcade machine and put it in your basement? What? And he's like, oh, yeah. I got a... He had a Simpsons pinball party and he had a Donkey Kong and a Donkey Kong Jr. And I was like, no freaking way. So he's like, yeah. So I did a quick Craigslist search and I found, I mean, this is back in the day when games were nothing. I found a Crystal Castles for 200 bucks. So that was my first game. Mm. That's how I got into it. Awesome. So Mark. Oh, yeah. Well. In the 80s, uh, in the neighborhood right next to mine where my parents live right now, there was a, a friend of mine named Daniel Quaintance, and his neighbor had a kicks in the garage. Ooh. And I, I thought, dude, I'm going to come here every day and play this. <laughs> it was so awesome. And I and and that's actually how I like sort of am an enamored to uh, kicks. I would love to have one. I, I own one briefly until I... I sold it so that I could move all my stuff out of Minnesota. No offense. Um, but then years later, mm, I... I think I know where it is. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Oh, you, you mean Pete, you know Peter that, that bought it? Oh, no. Then I know where another one is. Oh, I see. Okay, so... And then fast forward to when I was living in Philadelphia. I bought an apartment, and I felt like the wall needed something and it was going to need to be, it, it needed to be some kind of uh, arcade, you know, vending some scenario. And so I decided to buy a few pinballs. I did. And I, I felt like the Gottlieb 1980s system two system one. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was the first, basically the first machines that started to have LED, LED displays. I bought three of them. The best part about that purchase was the first one I bought there was a bug on the eBay page and you couldn't bid on it because there was like a JavaScript error. And I realized I could fix that JavaScript error on my desktop and then post my bid. And so I won the auction for like the, the minimum bid. The guy was like really confused about why, you know, nobody else bid. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I have no idea what happened. And, um, Hey, you guys are still there, right? Yeah, we're listening. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, it's like, funny is we we've had this story before because I think we we asked you probably you might about have, this. Yeah, and you're, but yeah. And then so then I had those three machines, and then like my boss said that you're know, gonna have to you're gonna have to move back to Houston. I sold them. I regretted it. Went to Jersey, bought another one, held on to that machine for a long time, and then slowly once I had gotten to another apartment, and it and, you know it's always like sort of like. You know, when you get a space and you realize there needs to be an arcade in this section, you know, that that that's what inspired me. So I 
I had been in like this amazing apartment in Minnesota and I felt like the whole wall needed to have stuff. And so I got claw machine and all sorts uh, of other games. I love that. What was your first, uh, arcade machine? Your like legit arcade machine. I think it was my Xevious, which I still have. And, and then right after that, a pole position. And I think I bought them for about 50 to 70 bucks. Nice. Both, of course, both in Minnesota. Um, both people in basements that had walkouts, luckily. And then came the Tron. And then came the Tron. <laughs> the ridiculous walkout. So uh yeah, I may I definitely when I when I got that Tron and had them take it out, I said wrap it up because you have like a scary staircase. I mean yeah, I do, yeah. It's like concrete on those walls. I know, I got twenty games down there. I get freaked out every time I move one down. I yeah. <laughs> so I, I get I guess it goes to me then. How did I get into the hobby? So I, I know I've told my story before, so I'm going to make it brief. But we, when we were kids, we used to go to uh, one of my dad's friend's house. He had a Coke machine in his basement and a pinball machine. Um, and then, you know, I found out, like, after I um, kind of befriended this other dude, um, that his grandparents had a pinball machine in their basement, and they had a Frogger uh, cocktail. And I always thought, man, it would be really cool if I could, one day put a game in my basement or have a game in my house. So in uh, around 2002, I started that quest. Uh, Joe Lees, who was on one of our earlier, uh, earliest episodes of this season, um, helped me source a cabinet. And I, um, I wanted to do super Pac-Man cause that was my, uh, that was my first, one of my first uh, games that I played. It was Donkey Kong and super Pac-Man and defender Su- super Pac-Man though was a cocktail. And I thought oh, it'd be really fun to have a cocktail in the house. And, um, you know, g- good conversation piece, and there's two people can play it, you know. And then I got to think, ah, oh, it's just one game. Why, maybe I should try to do something else. And multis at the time were, were you could get like a 48 and one. Um, but they were kind of hard to find, and I didn't know much about collecting. So I decided to go the route of Tron, which is also one of my favorites. And um, so I ended up sourcing a bunch of parts for a Tron cocktail, and um, it took me a couple of years to really get that whole thing put together. Um, and I wouldn't actually complete it until many years later, but, um, yeah, I think I started in like 2002 ish, um, with a Tron cocktail. Parts used to be way easier to get back then too. Well, and I, I got a, I got a set of NOS overlays. I, I know I've told this before, but someone from Clav contacted me cause I was asking questions about, you know, my Tron and I was really proud of the fact that I had gotten the, these, these pieces and somebody from Clav com- contacted me. I don't know if it was rich or somebody else, but they're like, can you please scan those? Cause there's nobody that has those. And I was like, can't whatever buddy. I don't even know who you are, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, and like I had a flatbed scanner, you know, but I, I didn't even think to scan them. I should have, um, but they ended up getting another set of NOS and being reproduced. So, I don't feel so bad. And I also got an underlay for that I paid way too much money for, as I often do. But anyway, uh, yeah, parts were easier to come by then. Wah, wah. Yep. <laughs> so uh, starting with you, Adam, I have a question for you, pal. Okay. Sketchiest pickup. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, man, this is, that's this a is good easy. one. This is, this is easy. It's Afterburner. I bought an Afterburner Upright. And I was really, I really loved Afterburner as a kid. 
um, in the late eighties, I, I stood in line and played the environmental. I know I've told that story too, but I, so I thought, okay, I can't get the environmental cause it's too bloody big. So I'm going to have to, you know, find something else. And, and I, I had seen them pop up from time to time and I went off to, uh, you know, way up in Northern Minnesota with a buddy of mine who, uh, was in town just with a rental. So we used his rental truck cause it was big enough. Um, so he and I went up and picked up this thing and we rolled into his basement and I, it wasn't like, it wasn't sketchy in the, in the respect of it was gross and dark and dank and I was afraid for my life. Um, you know, like there's a certain place in white bear that we've all been to that I would call oh, yeah, sketchy. Sure. Um, <laughs> But um, but that's not the kind of sketchy. This is the the kind of sketchy as the dude was sketchy. You know, he was very dodgy about whether the machine was working or not. Hmm. Um, and then I I plugged it in and things were working okay. I got it home and the uh, the motor inside when I I played it for about thirty seconds and the whole thing rattled apart into the bottom. <laughs> of the and then when I called him back to tell him, you know, and then I started finding other things that were wrong with it, you know, that he was not forthcoming with, you know, yeah, that's a bummer, you know, things had been rewired. So the throttle was reversed and there's, it, it was, uh, oh, and the yoke had been reversed. So up was up and down was down instead of like a real plane where you pull up and you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and then it was missing all kinds of, and there was stripped out screws that he had replace some of the original metric screws with like American screws. Cause that whole game is metric. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just, it was one thing after another and this game, I paid too much for the game and I'm not even going to tell you what I paid for it, but let's, I paid, you pay for it? I paid more than $400 for it. For which, a broken afterburner. For wow. a broken afterburner. Yeah. And Can't so those things away up here. Oh my God. And so I ended up sinking a ton of money into it. Um, and getting everything working, but the guy was, I tried to call him and he's just like, well, it's yours now, buddy. You know, that's basically what he said to me. And I was like, blank you, blank you Dang very off. much. Never, never. Uh, th- so that guy was the sketchiest guy I'd ever dealt with. Hmm. So. What about you, Mark? Hey, I, I, I saw kicks that was for sale on Craigslist. Dude, what's with you and kicks? I know. Right. And, and what's funny is that, it wasn't it wasn't a kicks it turned out to be a time pilot but i don't even own it and and so my wife and i loaded up uncle rico's van went out to this apartment in i'm going to say north st paul that's a place right yep no yeah. is it well, yeah yeah mm-hmm. so, i think it's south st paul south st paul is a place yes. Yes, and, yes, and then yes. there's st paul park south of that and so it, it was in like a really sketchy apartment complex and I was looking at it and I'm like, all of the apartment buildings were all attached and there was only one entrance on each end. Oh, weird. Yes. And so we go in there and we walk a long way down this long hallway. We finally get to the apartment, knock on the door. And then I swear to God, crackheads let us in. And they're like, hey, and they keep rubbing their teeth. And I'm like, oh, man, this is. Wow. I don't, I don't know about this. And so they, they, I'm like, hi, I'm here for the game. And then they bring me over to their kitchen and they have like the saddest looking Taito cabinet. 
it's it's missing the the base is completely missing but the wheels are on it so it's like at a strange like angle and uh in there i'm like oh yeah you know i always ask this i'm always well so hey how did you get this you know so i can get a little history and they're like well you know uh we we saw this by a dumpster <laughs> wow that we were living near <laughs> and uh and then i don't remember much but after that they, <laughs> they, you know basically they've said they brought it to the or their apartment and it was a big struggle obviously they're missing the bottom they're crackheads no muscle i mean it was this guy and his girlfriend they were neither one were attractive in any way but they kept scratching their bodies and i'm like god i want to get out of here my wife is like this is awesome and i'm like (laughs) we gotta leave and and uh so i looked inside of it and they're like that we don't even know if it comes on blah 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 and i can't remember what made me think to say this but i said Oh, you know, this is broken. I didn't really think it was broken. I just figured that they just couldn't figure out how to turn it on. And I said, you know, I'll I'll give you 50 bucks, you know, or you could just wait. You know, somebody else will come and buy it or something like that. I mean, and then I was like waving the $50 bill. <laughs> good. And good they plan. were like, they were like scratching themselves harder. And they were like, oh, $40, $50, you know. And, and my wife's like, what are you doing? Go on. And. <laughs> And then they were like, oh, no, we'll take it. That sounds good. That's no problem. I mean, we didn't have anything. And I'm like, all right. So I wheeled it out of their decrepit apartment. And then and then I had to go down this long hallway. And the best part was that there were actually little mini staircases where you had to go up like four steps and come oh, down yeah. four steps. And then we got it out of there, loaded Uncle Rigo's van, took it home. So I mean, you know what that, you know what that reminds me of? Uh, I can't. I don't know what. What is it? Sundance saga. Did you guys read about that? No. Mark or uh, Adam? Nope. What? Sundance. Sundance. So there's this ultra rare game called Sundance. We talked about. You know what I'm talking about? You don't know this story? I don't think so. I wonder if we talked about this on another episode. No, that was Bouncer. Oh yeah. Bouncer. Uh, Sundance. So. You guys got to do some research on this, but long story short, somebody posts on Clav that they were um, driving by some abandoned ski resort or something similar, but it had been turned into a crack den, Hmm. right? But they looked in the window of this crack den, and here's this $10,000 arcade game sitting there in damn near mint condition but everything else around it is absolutely effing destroyed. Like, wow. Yeah. So this thing is cool. It has an orange yeah, bezel. So, it, right. That's it. it. I'm sure that's white? the only picture. Somebody is like, well, we need to figure oh out gosh. who owns this place so we can get this game out of there. Right. And somebody else on the forum is like, yeah, but we got to figure out where this place is. So if there's this massive hunt, for this location because it's not on Google Maps. No one can find it. So these people are driving up and down. These members are driving up and down this California coast road trying to figure out where this abandoned ski resort is. And then they want to try to figure out, because it's in this little tiny dinky town, who owns the abandoned place because no one wanted to steal it, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the doors were open. 
like the the place was totally trashed except for this Sundance game that was in there. It's weird. <laughs> so somebody goes in and freaking steals it. They like tear out a door. <laughs> oh my god. And they use it as a ramp and they take the thing. Okay? Like two weeks later, they post on Claude like, yeah, I'm feeling kind of guilty about this, but I took the Sundance. And then all of a sudden the cops are involved. Oh and no. Yeah. I'm, you got to read this saga. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I spent like a, I think I started it one night when I couldn't sleep. Oh, I found the article. Oh my God. It's, you have to post it because <laughs> it, yeah. it's the best read. It's ever. arcade it's, bogger. It, in my opinion, it's the best arcade yeah. read ever. Yeah, I'll post in the chat in here in a second. Arcadeblogger.com slash 2016 slash 0603 Cinematronics Sundance. The title is Ra- Arcade Raid Gone Wrong. Mm, could be. Wow. I don't remember, but I mean, I started reading it thinking, whatever, you know, this will be a two minute read. And it, it ended up being like a hundred and some pages of drama over this game. Oh my God. Just, I, oh, yeah. I couldn't this, stop there's, reading There's it. pictures of it here. I'm going to tease you a little bit because you mentioned Bouncer. Yeah. Cinematronics. I actually know something, but I can't talk about it. No, you don't. I do. What? I can't talk about it. That's not true. It's true. You don't know anybody (laughs) that has a bouncer. I can't talk about it. (laughs) Well, thanks for bringing it up on the show. Yeah. So, So, I mean, you know, until something materializes with the whole, you know, lead, I I feel like it's, you know, I should just tease it, but not. What do you mean the lead? Exactly. What do I mean? All right. So, Dan, what's your sketchiest pickup? Um, Well, I'm guessing it's going to fall in the same category as what you uh, you were kind of um, hinting at. Mm -hmm. So. 100 bucks, four slot Neo Geo, come pick it up. Doesn't have a monitor, right? Big deal. 25 inch monitor. You can get them 10, 10 of them for a buck. So I'm like, okay, does it have the four slot board? Does it have the marquee? Is it complete? Yeah, joysticks, everything. It just doesn't have a monitor in it. You can come get it. 100 bucks. Okay. But I knew that it was, um, and if you guys follow me on YouTube, I had a arcade raid that went to um where i got my bandito right it's uh an old operator in northern minnesota that um has maybe i don't know what do you think 20 trailer fulls of old arcade games and em games and uh he has like a giant shed of this so anyway everybody in the minnesota scene has has been there and has it's been picked over pretty well but Every now and then he'll post something that he gets because he must tra- travel around or he knows other operators and so he ends up with this Neo Geo. What? Yeah. So he's like, yeah, just come up. I'm like, okay, I know where you are because I, you know, I went to this. He's like, no, no, no. It's at my, it's at my residence. I'm like, okay. So he gives me the address to his house. So me and my wife hop in the truck and drive up there and, um, See, we head down. Adam, have you been there? Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Oh, okay. So you get up and his house is set way back, obviously, because he lives in very, very rural um, northern Minnesota. And uh, um, so we pull up and it's like 
the ultimate episode of hoarders which doesn't surprise me this doesn't blow me away by any means but um yeah totally hoarders like junk everywhere he's got probably 20 20 sheds and barns and whatever just filled to the rafters with crap so i'm like wow you know you have a lot of stuff here whatever's like oh yeah let me show you so then he proceeds to take me on this tour well he's got a puck man in, in the back right and i'm nice. like oh man i'm really kind of interested in that puck man he's like yeah but i don't have the boards for it or something i don't know but it was stuffed way in the back so he's taking me around and showing me all this stuff um and eventually he's like yeah let's you know well let's go get my brother because my brother can drive the forklift and we're gonna just go and scoop up your neo geo and just dump it in the back of your truck because it's easier than just trying to haul this thing through the gravel because it's in one of these barns like, oh, okay whatever so my wife and i are following him and we go into his house and i swear to god it's a path right in the basement it's all pinball machines and i think 90 percent of them are broken or whatever and arcade games and just parts and i mean it, it doesn't look like it could be habitable by people mm-hmm. and like uh dave from buffalo this will get you excited he has like slot machines and you know all that kind of stuff so we're going through this house and we're going through the basement and all of a sudden his brother is sitting just wearing tidy whities smoking a cigar probably hasn't showered in a month at a video poker machine that obviously he's not going to win any money at because it's at his freaking house <laughs> and you know doesn't even doesn't even bat an eye when he sees my wife so he stands up in his tidy whities and we all are walking through this, you know, and I'm thinking, well, this could be the end for me, pretty much. We're walking through this dingy basement to get out to the the uh, Caterpillar or whatever it is that they had with the scoop on it. But we made it out. But, man, it was it was sketch, to say the least. Wow. Funny. So, um, so you got your sketchy. So another question. Um, I think Mark came up with this one. So let's start with Mark. What are your three favorite arcade games and what happened to make them your favorite? Okay. So top three are, let me guess kicks. No. Okay. Tubin. Cause he had two of them. (laughs) Two Tubins. Um, Now, where did my notes go? I had some notes about this. Oh, you crap, need notes a... about your favorite arcade games? Just tell well, the story. You know, I have talking notes. I'll is like Kelsey that. in the chat yet? No, he's not here tonight. Super disappointed. So he's going to end up listening to this later and be like, God Super damn Super freaking disappointed, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Um, uh, all right, I'll try to remember what I was going to say. The first, my favorite arcade game, which is right next to me in my office, I don't have any other game in here, is Super Pac-Man. I went to a Washington DC trip with my eighth grade class and the hotel Ouch. had a couple. Well, Trisha, if you're listening, I wish anyway, um, <laughs> they had this uh, super Pac-Man, which I had never seen before. And I thought, Oh man, this is awesome. And I was spending hours and hours. Like all my friends are like swimming in the pool and it's like in a covered type of, you know, like, you're in an interior p- covered hotel area with this pool and, the, and this arcade. Anyway, 
I did not swim like one minute and I just played this game. Loved it. That, that, that was literally like total heaven. Loved that game. Could never find it when I was back in Houston either. And it was really strange. So, so that's, I figure that's my number one game. Um, my number two is Sinistar. And that was at nice. Circle K right down the street from me. And it was a, is it definitely a departure from the other games that used to be there? Because, you know, they had like zookeeper, which I loved and dragon's lair and, you know, uh, crystal castles. I mean, a lot of those more, you know, cheery, positive type. I mean, as much as they are, I I always felt sinister was like kind of a, like a darker game. And I really liked it because I mean, you know, the guy wants to kill you. That's his job basically. And so uh, I, I've always liked that. Always had a thing for that. I have one. It's 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 one of my go-to games. My wife is like, I'm not playing that, but <laughs> whatever, it's fine. And then my number three of the top games is definitely, and I still don't have one. Elevator Action. Really? Oh. Yes. It's 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 it, it was in the uh, Willowbrook Mall uh, arcade. I have no idea what which I'm sure it had like a generic arcade brand. I have no idea what what it was originally, but um, it was by the theater that I saw a lot of my favorite movies in the 80s, and I just loved it. I, I it's not that I like shooting people, I guess, but it's just so clever where you're you know the escalators and the elevators and you know I'll be honest with you when I was a little kid, I was fascinated with elevators and escalators, and I got in so much trouble. Uh, for some of the things I did and let me share a little bit <laughs> I realized that you could turn off escalators there was like emergency <laughs> stop <laughs> so you're the reason why when the door opens it goes Brrr. oh my god I don't know how many people I enjoyed watching stumble and go oh sh- what what happened you know <laughs> you know awesome. my mom's like okay, oh my god again you're doing it I told you not to <laughs> and so so yeah, the escalator and then in elevators, <laughs> I would go into elevators. Like I would just go in and just go up and down. I mean, it's funny that there's like YouTube videos of people who go into a, like a certain manufacturer of elevator and just, you know, oh, you know, this is the the action on the stop and the, you know, the, it's so good. Dude, but I'm not one of those people. I, that is hilarious. I watch the most random YouTube videos ever. I watch a guy <laughs> that restores Hot Wheels. Oh wow! Wow. Yep. I just posted your uh, restoration video in the chat for you, um, Mark, of your super pack. Well, not restoration, oh. but the getting it going and cleaned up and whatnot. So it's pretty fun. It's a it's a quick little video. So if you're listening, um, Mike Martin says that his three favorite games are Satan's Hollow, Paperboy, and Baby Pac Man. Does oh, wow. he own those three games? If he doesn't, then he's a loser. What? <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, speaking of elevators, was was Keystone Capers then your favorite Atari 2600 game? Oh, God, I love Keystone Capers. No, but I remember the drive home. We bought it from a... Uh, it was this uh, store called Rave. Did you have Raves no. in the 80s? Mm-mm. No, we had LaBelle's. I remember... I remember what we bought it and I was listening to like some fun, maybe men at work on the radio, just thinking, <laughs> Oh my God, everything is awesome. <laughs> and I have a elevator story for you too. Uh, I, I was fascinated with them as well. And we used to hang on to the up or escalators and I used to hang on to the up, um, 
a little rubber, you know, hand hand um, rail that I used to hang on to that. The germ collector. And let it pull us up the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was in the Burnsville Center, and I was hanging on to that. And I went up further than I had ever gone up before, and I freaked out, and I tried to get down. And I was probably only like, well, I was in first grade. And, um, oh my God. so my knee got caught between the down and the up, uh, railings What? And, and it snapped my leg and my ligaments inside my knee were just ripped. Um, and I tore the hole inside of my right knee. And to this day, I still, uh, have trouble with that knee, but, um, I used to, when I play sports and stuff, sometimes it would just give out when I was running, I, you know, change directions and drop. But yeah, I was in a. Not a, not a cast, but I was in a brace, and I had crutches for a few couple weeks. So, dang, that's yeah. a story. So, God. did Mike ever respond? Does he have those games or what? <laughs> I'm gonna that? say no. Who was that for? Oh, Mike. Mike? Well, you're not reading the chat. He no. says he says no. yo. No, he didn't. He oh, he'll respond, but they're a few minutes behind us. So. He says yes. He has them. So ah, uh, good man. <laughs> as we all wait with bated breath. So, uh, what question are we on? Oh, with three favorite games. Uh, Dan, go. Uh, you go. Okay, my. F- I have to think about it. Three top games, and uh, you know, since you're talking about it, Super Pac-Man. Um, I, I know I mentioned this on the show a couple weeks ago, Dan. You weren't here, but I, I, uh, I paid way too much for a. Pac-Man cocktail for the specific can't, reason of that I too much. Oh, it's so good. It's such a good game. And um Brad Lutz, um small town guy too from Clove, uh, did the restoration. He did a fantastic job. Um it's just one of the nicest machines I've ever seen. And um I have a vivid memory of playing that in the Taco House at uh in Park Rapids um when I was a kid and playing Eddie Grant's um electric avenue so i really really uh kind of i'm with mark like certain it's like and almost anyone we've asked this question of of where do you remember playing a game you have this you have vivid memories of where you were and what was playing at the time all these things were going on um another favorite game is um it's got to be tron and i think it's just because uh the cabinet is phenomenal uh, a lot of people don't like the gameplay. I I enjoy it. Um, it's it's pattern based. Uh, it's it can be a little daunting, but I really just thought they did it such a great job for a movie arcade game. And having the sound and and the music from the game or from the movie in the game was immersive. So those definitely are two of my favorites. Uh boy, it's so hard to pick just three. You know, my whole basement is full of games that I love. Uh, but I'm going to have to go with Star Trek, um, the Vector Arcade game, because, and, and I have really? to, specifically, wow. specifically. I thought like, you hate it. No, I love it. Anybody choose that before. No. That's amazing. I love it. It's a, the cocktail, the uh, cockpit version, and specifically, there's no cocktail version. But the cockpit version, um, I had played as a kid, and then I played it as a teenager, because for some reason, the Holiday Plus in Burnsville um, which was a grocery store because Holiday spun off grocery stores for a while here in Minnesota. And they had 
and they had a little arcade off to the side and they had a little music section where you could go buy CDs and stuff. So I used to go up there, uh, soon, you know, once I got my driver's license and, uh, for some reason, all these years later, they had a working Star Trek cockpit Hmm. and I, I didn't realize what a feat that was to actually have a working cockpit with a G08 and a G80 system in it from Sega. I mean, I really didn't realize what I was playing and I went up there weekend after weekend and sometimes after school just to play that thing. And the, the thing that, you know, I'm being a star Trek nerd and all that at that point in my life and, and to a degree today, um, I, I got into that thing when you put the quarter in and it said, welcome aboard captain. I just thought that was the coolest thing, you know, and it's tough for me to say that I like that game better than star Wars for the same reasons. So, um, you know, because Star Wars was just immersive. You're you're an X-wing pilot, you know. But I really liked uh, for a long time Star Trek. So I'm really I have a cockpit. It's I've got all the pieces to restore it. I really need to get that done. I need to get a little more space though, because I can't put it anywhere yet. So, mm. and I have all the games that I like. So that's pretty good. I definitely don't yet have all the games I like. Yeah, and then. <clears throat> Yeah, I have maybe an opportunity to get a Star Wars cockpit coming up here too. Wow! If I, and if I can get it, I'm going to be selling my. Upper. I want to. I want to have a bunch of cockpits where I have to crawl through two or three of them just to get into the <laughs> other one. That'd be awesome. That would be really cool. You know, there's some console, consolation prizes too, like a Mega Race. I I just yes love that game. You know? Yeah, it's honorable mention. You know. Crawl through your Omega Rays to get to your Road Blasters, to get to your pole <laughs> position, to get to your Star Trek. To get to your missile I command. Was, uh, I was really interested in trying to buy that Road Blasters cockpit off you, Adam, until I found out it does not come apart. Oh, I, Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Everyone said it's a solid piece. I, I read up on it. Maybe yours does. Maybe somebody cut it, oh, but no. it's not supposed to. You know, you might be right, because I have it stored vertically right now. Do you really? Yeah. Where is it stored at? <laughs> I mean, I need to sell it though. I I gotta sell that. I I mean, I have I have no room, and unless I build my addition, it's not doing anybody any good in a storage container. That addition is coming. It's coming. Yeah. You regret selling it. I'm gonna have to do like a GoFundMe to get my garage built. Arcade startup. Just yeah. talk to your tax guy. There you go. I should. All right, Dan. Tell us what you got going. Mm. Oh, Casey joined the tra- Casey joined the chat. Casey, my man. <laughs> so glad. Casey, I like your uh I like your home theater pal. Casey Relford says Pac-Man, Pac-Land, Marble Madness and 720 for him. Really? 720, huh? Mm-hmm. I remember I have a 720, but I only have it because I remember how murderous it was on my wallet when I was a kid. Yeah. Huh. Cool. I, I love Marble Madness. Yeah. Well, I know, Rand- a lot. I know Randall's got uh, Zevius, and that's one of his favorite, and he also shouted out Marble Madness. Yeah. So. Marble Madness is kind of a kind of a classic. Yeah. I like it. Cool. Oh, uh, Dave from Buffalo, Dragon's Lair, Marble Madness, and Spy Hunter. Dave, you and I are really similar. What do you say? Dragon's said, Lair, Dragon's Spy Lair, Hunter, and what? Marble Madness. Man, I got all three of those games, and uh, I would have to agree. Yeah. I think uh, I'm an emotional collector, so everything that I have, I've collected for a reason, except for Journey. 
which was an accident. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you the one game that I have that um, I really didn't have. Here's the here's the backstory on it. So the first two are you can pick any of them, but I'll just say Dragon's Lair, obviously, because it was um, at the time when I was a kid and I walked into the arcade and saw the the animation playing instead of you know rasterized graphics. I was absolutely stunned. So that left a lasting mark on me. So. Uh, Dragon's Lair is probably my favorite of all time. But um, only recently I figured out that Cloak and Dagger was actually an arcade game. And I remember seeing the movie when I was a kid and I could not wait to get <laughs> Cloak and Dagger for my oh. Atari 2600, right? 5200. I, I was dead set on getting a 5200 because I think that's what the cartridge was in the yep, movie. It was. Huh. Right? So it never, never, ever came out. And I remember, you know, back then there was no internet and you just went to Target and whatever they freaking had is, you know, what was out. I looked for years for that game and I was like, I don't know, that's weird. It must have just been a, you know, a movie thing. And then I was deep into collecting um, before I found out. And I was like, wait, 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 what? (laughs) So I would have to say that that's my number three, Cloak and Dagger, just because um, it kind of brought back a weird, um, uh, y- you know, like everything, like all these f- memories came rushing back from when I was a kid. I'm like, I'm like, I can own this game that I desperately wanted for years on the Atari 2600, but, you know, never, I don't think they ever released the game, did they? They did not. No. It's, it's awful. Yeah, so they're, it says I'm reading the Wikipedia page. Me too. <laughs> it's really interesting because they say that the game had limited release as a conversion kit for Robotron 2084. What do you have yours in? Uh, I don't think you have a Defender. Maybe it did have a will? I I know there were two conversions for it. Mine's in a Defender. Okay. Yeah, and that's but... like the classic. Def- I mean, that's what a lot of people have gotten. Well, and Defenders were more common than Robotron, I think. I mean, they actually advertise the conversion with pictures of a Defender that has been converted. Yeah. Yeah. So this might be slight, slightly wrong. Wikipedia is not always... Well, I think I think it actually only ever was truly released as a conversion for either Defender or a Williams game, but... Um, yeah. Like, uh, I have no desire to have the Crystal Castles version of it. I think it looks cool, but... Um, no, would, it wasn't really a, a real game. So to me, I don't know. I just I, I like the Defender version better. But and I feel I really I'd feel really bad about. It. Oh, you know what? I'd when you say it wasn't real, you just mean it wasn't dedicated, right? Because it was a real game, right? Right. And the, the fifty two hundred version of the game was planned, but was never released. Yeah, I think that's probably when Atari went under. But yeah, eighty three. You know, I, I mean, it was such an obscure thing to. And I remember being a kid and just being sort of, uh, ironically, heartbroken about it because I was like, man, I really, really want that game. I just wanted it so bad. I loved every scene in that movie that had that, you know, the the little spy with his hat on fire Jack when he was Flack. going down the elevator. Um, so when I actually had an opportunity to grab one, man, I, I snatched up on it. I'm glad awesome. I did because the boards are going for stupid money right now. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's one of them. That's Cloak and Dagger. And then what else? Spy Hunter and you know yeah. same thing. I mean, you can pick any of them. Joust, uh, Marble Madness. Again, that's whatever. the hard thing, right? You got all these games in your collection. You know, it's yeah. like I love Tapper. I love Tapper. It's a great game. You know, I love X's and O's footballs. I read this one of the earliest games. I, you know, Atari football is one of the earliest games I remember seeing in an arcade. You know, 
But but the key to this question is why do you love that? True. Game? True. And we gave those so, answers. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think you guys are like me. We're emotional collectors, right? Yeah, um, but I would say that Dan, on occasion, you have an eye for the rare. So if you have an opportunity, you'll go for it. You know? Well, I flip them though. Yeah. You know, I don't really keep them like the Bandito. I got sure. it, flipped it. You, you know. got Journey. You're gonna flip that? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, my, my wife doesn't want me to because uh, it's taken me so damn long, literally, to piece this thing together. And we fired it up the other day, and it was on and running. And she's like, well, you know, you, you made a board for it. You really need to keep it. And I was like, nah. But you're known for that board, which, by the way, I put away in storage, and I'm like freaking out. I can't find it. It's oh, really? In here. Yeah, it's in a box. Don't worry, pal. I'll give you another one if you no, lost it. No, you know, no, no. I mean, it's somewhere here. So, yeah, cool. I don't know. I just think that uh, I, I read a lot of stories about guys that get into collecting. And, he, you know, the the first thing is, you know, someone will say, well, you know, Bob is new to collecting. Or if someone comes on new to the scene and they say, oh, you know, there's this new guy and he's he's collecting. He brought this over to me. But he's in that phase where he's collecting everything right now. Yeah. I instantly think this guy's never going to last because you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, you know, if you're not collecting something that has some sort of emotional attachment to you, then then you're doing it to to earn money potentially, and you're going to be extremely disappointed when you find out you're paying thirteen hundred dollars for a Donkey Kong and you can flip it for <laughs> thirteen hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. That's my thoughts on it. Anyway, I don't think unless you have an emotional attachment to these things. I don't, I don't think you're going to last long in this hobby. Yeah. Speaking of that, thoughts? um, no, I agree. I, uh, you know, Concur. so, so Dan, I think, uh, maybe you came up with this question. So what is your opinion then based on what you just said of the current state of collecting? Hmm. I, uh, I think that I read a lot of articles and I, see and i mean i think we all are pretty i have a pretty strong circle of collecting friends and i hear a lot of them saying you know oh i think the i'm going to sell a bunch of my games now because this bubble is going to burst but i don't think that's the case at all i think these barcades have taken these 30 year old games that had a limited lifespan anyway, and they're pounding the crap out of them, and they're never going to be good. Can I say something about that since you brought that up? Because Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I love Up Down, one of my favorite places to go now. Such a good arcade. Um, and, yep. and they do a really good job of, of you know, maintaining their games, and they, they run... Uh, not all of them play like they should and there's nitpicks and whatever else, but it's one of the places that I can go play ice cold beer and if it's broken, it'll be fixed and it'll be back. Uh, it's got new games, you know, killer queen and it's got, um, or whatever it's called. And they, you know, they have Tron and all the classics and everything and, and great booze lineup (laughs) and beer lineup. So, you know, just super fun. But one thing that I find frustrating uh, is a lot of these barcades with capital can outshop us. So yep. I feel like we've, it's harder now to get games than it was. Um, and before they're even up, they're gone. You 
know. Well, I, you know, the, the thing is too, and I don't think people are taking this into consideration. Are you going to be able to get a Pac-Man? Probably. It's probably not going to be hard to get a Pac-Man, but You'll is pay. it going to be easy to get a journey? Right. No. No. You're not going to ever probably find a journey but like, again. But like, let's say for instance, Kicks. You know, that's a really hard game to find, and yep. whether it's a cocktail or a dedicated, and the dedicated. I, you know, I know where there's a dedicated right now, and I know that there's a company that bought it, and I can't get at it, you know? Right. So, what do I do? It's like, okay. Mm. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I think uh, I think collecting is uh, right now at a peak for especially Golden Age machines, and I, you know... But, I, but is it, though? It's not at a peak. Like, it's it's at a peak because there's... There aren't any. That's what I mean. I think right? I think that it's it's a, not like it's going to peak and then valley. This no. thing is just going to go up, 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 and well, that'll be that. I think it's like the baby boomers and car collecting. You know, uh, they're all getting into their late sixties, seventies. Some of them are passing away, and the and nobody wants the cars. The, mm, you, I don't know, man. I have a friend that uh, bought. I, I'm, I'm saying in general as a blanket okay. statement. The Gen Xers and the Millennials are not after those vehicles, so there's going to be a bunch. There's the the prices on a lot of those vehicles are going down. So I'm saying when we get old and we have all these things in our basement that have been restored, there's a good possibility that they're just going to go for you know pennies on the dollar. Maybe, but then there'll be no market for it. Right. So I'm saying that if you don't get it, you're just not going to get it, and you're never going to be interested. You're not going to be looking for if you're not into collecting or sure. not into arcade games when you're 70 years old and every, all these things are worth nothing. It's not going to matter because the ship has sailed and you didn't get yeah. to collect it. So you, you know, yep. so it doesn't matter. Value doesn't matter at that point. Mark weigh in. What do you think? Okay. So I see there's as far as the state, I, I feel like there's three levels of people out there. There's the historical arcader, which I think we got, we, we are where you have an emotional tie to older games and they are about who you are, and and those are the true sort of arcaders, and you know those are the people I tend to gravitate gravitate to. I also see people who are the sort of arcaders. They don't really have memories about this stuff, but they like the attention they get. So it's sort of like yes, go on, Mark. Yes, I mean <laughs> it's like an acquired. It's a way of acquiring interest like you can like sort of buy your friends in a way and so some bars who are you know that are run frankly by younger folks they're like dude we can totally get the older people to come in and blah 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 you know whatever and it's just by bringing in these older games it's like i i mean i sort of feel a little bit in in this way about some of the older 90s games i'm like don't have a lot of connection but i feel you know, I feel like they're, you know, the natural progression. And then the third group, and this is the ones that I hate, are the ones that are only in this for the money. They don't care. They have no emotional tie. They'll take any game and paint it black and put a 16-1 in there. And then mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll bring up anybody that says anything bad about them and and, and call them a purist. And so they're the anti-purists, <laughs> right? And and these these are kind of like the garbage people that are just in. The, they're they're only in this to make a buck. They don't. They have no. You know, 
everything that makes you sort of, you know, that makes your heart warm, that gives you sort of that, like you're in love type feeling. They don't have that and they don't care about that. They're just sort of here. And, and those are the people that we have to sort of fight with to get the games. I mean, they're in, in it just as much as we are. They have money that, you know, the seller isn't going to like figure out if you're worthy to own this game. They're just going to sell it to you. Whoever said that they were going to buy it first or whoever had the most money. So, I mean, I, you know what? And I'm positive that no matter what it is, like it could be cars or it could be jukeboxes or it could be action figures. There's these three types are probably consistent. Yeah. It's, with, it's just, with varying levels, right? Varying yeah. levels. Yes, exactly. Because, uh, and Mike Martin says pond water scum. <laughs> yeah so totally but yeah i mean like um and i'm not a total purist uh and you know and I, I don't mind being labeled that from time to time uh there's games that i just won't restore because they're in good enough condition for me like my tempest you know i don't need to gut yep. it i rebuilt the power supply you know and the power brick and all that and the 6100 and well the, i mean i mean keeping something keeping something original and patina mm -hmm. and also restoring it back to all of its original components Glory, yeah. that I think they're very similar, but yeah, you start to like decide, Oh, you know, I'm just going to make this an LCD or <laughs> I'm going to, I did that once to a 48. I, I took a solar Fox and I turned it into a 60 and one with an LCD. Ouch. Yeah. That was one of my, Saddest I'll be honest, I have protein. no idea what a solar fox is, but that's a pretty rare dessert game. <laughs> it didn't deserve it? it. It was a it was a cabaret too. So, and now it's in England or something. But uh, the other thing I've done is uh right. like um and I probably won't do it again, but I took my wood grain centipede cabaret and I painted it white and put graphics on it. it looks gorgeous and it looks more like the upright, but a lot of people get ticked off when you don't keep the original wood green and i think that's kind of ultra purist <laughs> so but yeah i mean i i love i i love that game and um for some reason i just decided the white would look better and the, there was some chips and stuff in the wood green and i didn't want to peel it off and start over so hmm. maybe one day i'll strip the whole thing and put it back to wood green i don't know it's not undoable you know and I like it, and I'm not planning on getting rid of it because it's one of my favorite games. So I say, keep it the way you have it. Yeah. So a uh, couple of questions, sort of about the show. So we've talked a little. Did Dan answer that question? Yeah. He did. Yeah, he started. So um, what I want to kind of kick out to you guys, and also to the chat is um maybe what's your favorite episode of this season mark i'm gonna say todd and his his wife i mean oh tim any tim mcveigh tim mcveigh oh who the hell's todd oh no no not todd sorry todd but tim <laughs> mcveigh yes <laughs> todd just came up todd, to accept todd the award Rogers. no that one was okay but <laughs> tim mcveigh way better if this were the Academy Awards, he would have just upset a whole bunch of people. Embarrassing. <laughs> Todd's never going to hear this. Come on. Oh, I love Todd's episode. Tim, Tim and Tina McVeigh's episode is very good, though. That's a good one. It, it is a good one. Anyone where you're laughing, you know, 
every like minute. How can you not like that? Ah. So that's definitely the, you know, and I, I always hope that we can make them similar to that. So the, the joy that you get out of these things is, is you know, you know, it's never a consistent thing that you're going to get because, you know, anything can happen, especially live radio. Right. Yeah, they were they were fantastic. It was fun. What about you, Dan? What was your favorite episode of the season? Uh, I think we really found our stride with Tim McVeigh. So I'd have to say that's where we sort of gelled the most. So Tim McVeigh, I thought it was very funny. I had a oh. good time. That was one of the best. It was a lot of belly laughing. A lot yeah. of belly laughing. I'd like to get him back on too. So he's he's uh he's a pretty funny dude. I like him. It's hard to pick an episode, you know. It's um I really like the episode where Mark uh joins the crew and that's yeah, a, me too. That's Joe Lee's and it's a it's a he is a fascinating man. Um we had just guest after guest this year of really awesome people you know jerry buckner yeah no he's that was oh. my favorite episode was jerry buckner um yeah, he's a cool dude he's has such a good voice and his, he had great stories um but i mean we had uh steve weeby on and lon mcdonald and uh tim mcveigh and i mean todd rogers i mean we we had a lot of good guests walter day um it's like a whole, it's like a movie every week almost. <laughs> and then, you know, then the local guys, Dan Lucen, you know, MGC, uh, we had, well, we, you know, uh, S- Steve of Gr- Grinker's Grand Palace, you know, um, we had, I mean, we Richie just, Knuckles. yeah. Oh, Richie Knuckles. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we he just was crazy. I love that guy. <laughs> I know. That it's funny. That was a great episode. <laughs> I just think, um. It's going to be interesting uh, next season to see what we do, who who we get, you know. So we have uh, Andy Baldwin says Walter Day, uh, Richie Knuckles were the ones that were most prominent in his memory. He loved the Buckner one too. Um, so yeah, I think I think if we just keep striving to get good guests, um, although Dan seems to think we may have blown our wad. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's still at least another, you know, 10 or 15 other good guys. We yeah. got another season left before we're uh, interviewing each other every episode. I think. <laughs> right. well, I mean, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I like what we were doing. Like we were trying to lure a, a certain dude in our uh, text messaging, which I think we're going to get him. But yeah, yeah, we'll get him. Well, I just talked to him. It, oh, good. Yeah, there's there's. um and he maybe we'll do a premiere with him or something. Who knows? Um, that would be fun. But we ha- we, ha- we also have uh, we have all all kinds of connections, you know. Um, so uh, because those people enjoyed the show and Todd and you know, we need to get that Cubert guy on. I want to get him on. What's his name? Uh, Cubert guy. Yeah, the guy who's like crazy good at Cubert, but he's got like dreadlocks. Looks like he uh, oh. fell out of Pearl Jam's tour bus. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what his name is, you know, get him on. and uh, yeah, I, and Dan, you missed last, the last episode, but Jay Bartlett from the Nintendo quest documentary was on and yeah. Todd, Todd was on that, that he was an, he was a fun guest. Yeah. That we was could, cool. uh, we have game informer magazine, which is local too. We could maybe hit those guys up and I mean, oh, yeah. a lot of, we have a lot of, a lot of things we could do. I have a lot of ideas. I mean, we, we, we have a good team here. 
we've um we you know and and we've had requests for guests so we'll probably try to get some of those people on you know i think that'll be fun i've seen a few names and if you're uh, in chat i don't think that would be a problem so stay tuned yes <laughs> and then um so favorite episodes i think we we did that so let's talk about um what would you like to see happen on the show next year you know more of the same you know is there something you know do we want to branch out and do you know beer reviews <laughs> don't be giving anything away a new segment i i don't know i'm <laughs> no it's so funny we have we have a really um locked in format and you, you guys were right when tim um particularly when tim and tina hit the the um, the airwaves with us we started getting legitimate compliments from every single guest about um how we run the show and i think that's really important to maintain to a degree uh so i think having a format and some structure helps us tell a story each time with a guest uh and thinking in a little bit and you know and i you know we're always going to have ad lib that's 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 part of the game but i i really like digging in and and asking some of the questions that maybe they haven't been asked before you know or maybe we ask it in a different way you know because a lot of these guests have done other arcade things, you know, like yep. conventions and we don't really podcasts. want to rehash anything. That's how we kind of want to roll with this, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd be nice to get a few big name people in here. I know we have a few people lined up that we can't really talk about yet, but, um, I, you know, it'd be pretty cool to get a few more collectors on here. I don't think we really even kind of touched the top of the iceberg when it comes to, the awesome collectors and the listeners. And there's a lot of interesting people with, um, you know, in my opinion, really interesting stories. So I'd like to get, uh, I'd like to get more collectors on. Yeah. Well, and, and some different aspects like the, Oh, Andy Ballman just said, try to get some game designers. And actually we have a particular game designer in mind. I'm working on a networking famous. with him. Yeah. He's kind of famous. And <coughs> Joust. <laughs> Defender. <laughs> Um, so we have, uh, we have some ideas, uh, Owen Rubin, um, who oh, was on yeah. Arcade Out Outsiders, uh, Andy Baldwin saying we should try to get him on, um, Owen Rubin. Yeah. You know, and may, and I would love to, cause I love those episodes when he was on, cause he was on a couple, wasn't he on Arcade Outsiders when he kind of, oh, yeah. so, I, mean, I think the desire was to have him on more than just a few, but yeah. Dave Thur, oh, that would be awesome. Dave Thur, he did Tempest, Miss Command. Um, Didn't those... he do Tempest 4000 too? No, that's a different guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Same guy that did Tempest 2000. Yeah, which is an awesome game, by the way. I haven't played it yet. So, I want to. And I would like to branch out into some of those spinoffs too, because we, you know, consoles, you know, we talk about this repeatedly, but when we were kids, there was no way to collect. So you bought a console. And then you bought all the arcade games that you remembered on your Atari, and they were dreadfully not close to the original, with the exception of like Asteroids and Space Invaders, you know. So, <laughs> you know, but Tempest was there's Tempest for the twenty six hundred. They did. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? I better look that up real quick. Oh, it's it's a little brutal. I think um, I don't know if it was later. It was a prototype. Somebody actually released it eventually. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's horrible. I, I, I would have. Yeah, temp, 
Here you go. Look at that. Yeah. There's a YouTube video of it. Oh yeah, that's awesome. They made one. It's very similar to the 5200 version. That uh, lift commercial is that Jeff Daniels? Jeff Daniels. Oh yeah. Oh. You watching the YouTube video? Every oh. YouTube video has Jeff Daniels on it, riding around like he's a cowboy. <laughs> I'm not watching that one. Oh yeah, this is terrible. No wonder it was never released. Yeah, exactly. I get him confused. Yeah. Yeah. I can't watch anymore. Sorry, Tempest. And we've got Jeff Daniels and Jeff Bridges confused. We also have a couple of local guys over in Wisconsin. I say local, but they're not that far. That uh, were in like the uh, Tetris documentary, and I'd love to have some of those guys on. The what? I didn't know there was a Tetris documentary. Oh yeah, it's super cool. I really liked what? it. What? What's it called? I gotta look that up. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to look it up now. I want to get the, uh, you know, who else I kind of want to touch base with? I talked with him a few times. Uh, the guy that's doing the Inside the Dragon's Lair documentary movie. Then he had a whole dump load of footage, and he was out um, doing interviews with Don Bluth. And um, I don't know where that documentary went to. Ecstasy, remember... Ecstasy of Order is what it's called. You can go to watch.ecstasyoforder.com to, to see more about it. But it's a really cool... Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think he's Brad Lutz is friends with one of the guys that's in it. So, but I want to have some more local collectors on too. Kind of yeah. sp- sprinkle them in. You know, be fun. Nice. Some far away ones too. You know, and I don't know what's going to be in store for season two, season one. If you go back and listen to the first episode, where that was and where we are now, there. You know, we knew where we were headed. But I think we ended up in a really great place. I uh, I do have one request. I do want to get Kelsey on the show. <laughs> Kelsey oh, yeah. is required to be a part of season two. Kelsey Rayford. Kelsey. Yeah, I think we Kelsey should have Redmond. him on. Let's get him on. Yeah, Keltzer. The Keltmasta. I like that guy. I think he's got a pretty decent lineup, if I'm not mistaken. I think he did a YouTube video recently. Uh, why right now, Kelsey is looking for the middle finger emoticon. No. <laughs> yeah, probably. An emoji. So. <laughs> oh, it's well. Emoji. Okay, I'm not going to get into that right now. <laughs> where is uh Kelsey? Where is your YouTube video, buddy? Yeah. Put oh. that in the link. I think it was you. You did like a little tour of your basement. Yeah, he actually had a challenge. It's maybe we can get Casey and Dolly. That's his wife. To oh be yeah. On. Who's Casey? Th- those episodes are good. And I still want to do a wives of episode. Oh God, no, don't get my wife on here. <laughs> I think it would be awesome. Mm. I think it'd be I... awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Making that happen is going to be difficult. So maybe, maybe one time when we're all in the same state, we can just bring our wives and surprise them. I'm bringing my wife to Grinker's. I'm not. Oh, I'm so not, am I. I'm not bringing your wife or your wife to Grinker's. <laughs> I'll be at Grinker's. At, I'll, I'll be in Idaho at about 4 p.m. on Thursday. I'll I'm be- very excited, by the way. I've been friends with Griffin for years, and I've never met him. I'm finally going to meet him at Fun guy. Grinker's this year. Yeah, that's one thing I'm looking forward to is meeting all these guys that I've never met. So, Are any of the guys in the chat going out there? I don't know. We'll have to wait for him to answer in two minutes. Hmm. I hate waiting. <laughs> Is Randall showing up? Come on, Randall. 
Ah, Randall, I don't know. He's got he's got a big family and he'd he'd have to cart them all along if he was gonna go. Oh. But I know he'd like to go. What about you, Mark? What do you th- what do you see in the future interests? Um I know I, I like the format. You know, I like how, you know, some shows will add a segment or adjust something. You know, I think that we're going to do something similar to that. I, I don't really know what yet. I'll think about it. I agree. You know, something that differentiates, the, you know, the seasons between each other. Sure. Yeah, and I like so, that idea. I just want to speak vaguely without actually having to come up with whatever that is now. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know. You stick you stick to what what works too. I think to a degree. I really love the pop culture segment, and I know Dan does too. Uh, I actually dig the news piece too because there's lots of stuff that we can report on that is you know arcade related, um, or stems from some sort of video game playing. You know, thanks, Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Which actually, I talked to a couple people from Dave and Buster's at 2D Con. Uh, a couple months ago, and I'm I've got their names for possibility of having them on the show too. I'm really wow. excited to one day go on Craigslist and find a, a Crossy Road arcade game. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. that'd be so cool. Somebody like probably that. another five or ten years, but somebody yeah. will make one. Well, there's someone was selling one just with the PC on eBay for like 700 bucks, and I was an inch away from pulling the trigger on that because I'm like, how hard would it be for me to wire up a couple joysticks and right. put it in a pedestal and slap a 50 inch Sam Yang TV on, on a, you know, stand and yes. call it done. It would be fun to do like a crossy road cabinet that looked like the Frogger cabinet, but oh, that's a good idea. Had like slightly different graphics instead of the treadmark. You had like a digital thing chasing up the side with, you know, I don't know, something like that. But, you know, Frogger is really a boring cabinet. It's like, boring it's got the stripe i'm looking at mine right now you know but the the black light's cool with the like little frog feet on the i haven't done that i heard that if you put a black light in it the frog feet light up is that right yeah they're phosphorescent oh really Hmm. but i thought it came with the black light originally no No, yeah it was a white black light no it didn't yeah didn't it no I've only owned two, and that's funny that you have. You finally got a, a Frogger you are happy with. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I've had like three now. I know. <laughs> I'm not really happy with it because the colors are all wrong on it. Like it's missing the blue, so I have to go in there and monkey with it. But yeah, maybe. It's like, you know, priorities. I just did a search trying to find uh, a white black light and I ended up getting a cloth thread where this guy back in 2012 says, anyone know why a frogger might have a white border instead of a black one? The logs are also more white than brown. All the colors seem to be present and okay. <laughs> but okay. but you just said they're not. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. So we got lots of plans. And uh, I'd like to thank all the chatters, you know, and all the people. Come out to Grinkers. Yeah, come out to Grinkers. Come, join yes. us. 
I'll buy you a a $1 beer or a $1 sandwich. I'll I'll buy you two $1 beers. Yes. You can go out to and no sandwich. Go out to Rocky Mountain, Smoky Mountain, whatever it is, Pizza Factory with us cuz that's where I will be. Uh, I loves it there. I'll I'll go to that. I, oh, me too. Man. I don't even know what you're talking about. What? It sounds- it's behind Grinkers. Oh, it's fantastic pizza. No, I didn't do that. I I, went, I ate at the sushi place. Sushi? Yeah, there's like a Chinese restaurant on one of the ends of the... Do you know where the candy store is? Sushi. I love sushi. No. What I do you mean? The, I thought so they got you, rid you know, of the candy store. Well, you leave Grinkers and then you cro- you know, you know kind of like walk like you're walking towards a McDonald's and then there's like a bridge that crosses to the other side. There's like a giant candy store on the left. Right as soon as you cross the bridge. I like candy. I'll have to take your word for it. I we'll don't go remember. over there, buddy. We'll go over there. I know all the hot spots there. Yeah, I know that. I was mostly watching John and Joe fall down on their skateboards. Mm, wow, really? <laughs> yeah, it happened. That's funny. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this season of Arcade Radio. What do you? It's guys awesome. No? Thanks for inviting me to this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing the show with me, guys. This has been. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about doing it for a long time. Uh, probably mold it over for a good 10, 12 months before I actually called Dan up one day and said, look, we got to do this. And, I remember that. And I said, I, I have this stuff. I'm ready to go. Now is the time. And we we just pulled the trigger. And it ended up working out. And I And I know Mark and I had talked a little bit about it too. And so inviting you after you were on was just a natural thing to do. And I think it's been, we've had some good rapport and some good banter and I look forward to next year. Next year. Well, next season, which starts at the end of October. We're going to be having an episode. It'll be on a Thursday. It'll be on the last week of October. So that puts it at the 26th where Kelsey will be our guest. You heard it here first. Kelsey will be our first guest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys know the drill. So um, this is uh, Arcade Radio Season 1 signing off. Thanks again for listening in. The Double R's Arcade Radio. Please join us in the conversation anytime at arcaderadio.com. Email us at react at arcaderadio.com and call and leave comments on the questions on that game line. We know Bob leaves messages, but somebody else yeah, could go somebody ahead and leave us. 612. Yes. Good Lord. Yeah. 612-548-GAME. That's 4263. And um, follow us on the Facebook and on the Twitter. And, um, you know, listen in. We'll see you next season. No pants. No pants. Pants mode off. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Listen to us while driving, but pay attention to what you're doing. Do not text and drive. Do not Google and drive. You shouldn't Google while you drive. Especially good when flying on airplanes. Unless you're a pilot, then don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this song makes me want to get down. Maybe we'll have a new song next season. Who knows? Same song, version. Yeah. There's a guitar. A harder metal. What was that? 
if the horns and the guitar come in. I don't remember this part. My solo's coming up. <laughs> it's a horn section. I don't think I've ever heard this. <laughs> yeah, oh, I like... the beat drop right there we have to play this live sometime we should do it at grinkers we'll do like a dance party put like a disco ball up and just get out there and be wacky just get recorders (laughs) (laughs) dance around like pied pipers Oh yeah, the last guitar solo. It's very disco-y here, I didn't even know it. Yeah. (laughs) This is a big finish. Oh, totally worth it. (laughs) So. Are we clear? Well, we are now.